Hello Gasheads and welcome to this, the first Gascast episode of the new season. We hope you've had an enjoyable break from all things Bristol Rovers and that you're as eager as we are to get stuck into another 46 games of league football. I'm your host Max Alderson and as usual I'm joined by Tom Metcalf and instead of Gascast regular Harley Thorne who is away uh, with work midweek now we're getting a guest slot on each week so our first guest of the season is none other than Kaz May. Hi Kaz. Hiya. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. Glad to have you on. Um, let's just get stuck right in, shall we? Um, it's been a busy summer. We've made quite a few signings, eight to be precise. Um, I know a lot of you have been asking us on Twitter um, for our opinions on these players, how good they are. I know it's been a bit of time since we've made those signings, but I think now is a good time for us to go over those in a bit more detail, what we think about each player um, and how they've done in pre-season. So we'll get stuck straight in with the goalkeepers. So... Departing the club was uh, Jack Bonham, which uh, we were sad to see as he was quite a decent, capable goalkeeper. And also uh, our permanent goalkeepers, Adam Smith and uh, Sam Slocum. So coming in, we've got two foreign goalkeepers, actually. Antsy Jacola and Geordie Van Stappershoof. Mets, let's start with you. Which one do you want to start with, Antsy or um, Geordie? Uh, I'd rather Jacola. I think um, from what I've seen of both of them, um, he's the one, the more... He's the more slocum of the two, the more steady one. Although it is very advantageous having like a six foot six and a half goalkeeper. I didn't really think he used that his height all that well anyway. He did claim the odd cross, but he wasn't as commanding as I'd expect him to be. And I thought Yukola just looked a little bit less glamorous, a bit more solid. Plus, like I have to say about um Yordi's absolutely terrible dive for the Swansea first goal, it's like it was going top bins and he's he's dived bottom bins and it just looked awful and I'm holding that against him massively. Yeah, not ideal. I think for those long range shots we were hoping someone of his his height to be able to deal with it a little bit better. Um Kaz Van Stappershoof is only twenty three years old, I believe. Um what do you make look of that? It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. Um I agree with what Tom was saying about the dive. That was atrocious, and I'm hoping that is as bad as it gets for him this season. Because for me, when I watched him against Bath, um he had some sort of confidence about him, which I think he's developed in his time here in preseason. Um he was confident coming out for crosses, he made some brilliant saves. Um so he would be my preference. Over Jacola, Jacola. You take Van Stappershoof over Jacola. I would, yeah. Um, just purely based on what I've seen, in my opinion. Um, that Swansea game, we were against a tough side, um, so maybe he just wasn't as confident as he was against, you know, Bath, who are, you know, a bit of a no disrespect but easier opposition. So, uh, yeah, he would be my choice okay. based on what I've seen. Yeah, I, I think personally, at the age of twenty-three, I think. Van Stappershoof is very much seen as the understudy to Jacola, who will be brought through as a goalkeeper potentially for the future, um, who will who will obviously be a first-team goalkeeper and, and a good asset for us going forwards. Um, in terms of who you think Graham will back, Kaz, who do you think he'll start? Do you think he'll start? Do you think he'll go with what you think or do you think he'll go for an older head just to start with? Well, he has given, I don't know if it's mainly his choice, but he has given the number one to Stafford 
that, that is what? true yeah yeah so based on that i'm thinking maybe he's looking at him as the first choice um and he's played him slightly more i would say in preseason i think he's played slightly more games yeah if i'm right yeah, so definitely. based on that i think he favors him slightly yeah that's interesting and i'm not sure Mets. do you think that uh Jacola will be happy with that i mean i would assume he's on a higher wage than van stapershoof because he's come down from the championship whereas uh van stapershoof uh, is is coming from abroad it's kind of come up a league yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know it's, it's one of those weird ones with like Finnish people as well they're just so sanguine about everything <laughs> I doubt he really gives a shit as long as he's like playing enough I don't really think he cares and the amount he's travelled around as well I'd imagine he's kind of played second fiddle at well he was second fiddle at Reading so I don't think he's going to throw his toys out of the pram about it so but, yeah. but did he come here under the pretense that he'd had a good uh, run of games at Reading and then got injured um, and then was almost cast aside? Do you think he's come here and been promised that he he's going to get 30, 40 games? Or do you think it's very much going to be 50-50 with these two? No, Graham ain't going to be promising players they're going to be playing all the time. There's no way. He's always said like every player's fighting for the jersey, as he calls it. So yeah, there's absolutely no guarantee. I doubt he's given any guarantees. Um, and that, like if in preseason, Graham's seen more out of um, Jordi than Jacola, then he's earned it, really. So, yeah, can't begrudge him it. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to see who uh, starts against Blackpool on Saturday. Personally, I think it'll be Jacola, but you never know. Like you say, Kaz, he has played um, Van Stappershoof in more in preseason, and maybe he just thinks that he provides a bit more height so it's going to be interesting and it's going to be good to see um, a bit more competition for that number one shirt because I think Daryl tried to do it with Smith and Slocum but it's not worked quite so well but I think with a young keeper and an older keeper you've got that dynamic of mentor and student so I think that's going to be something to watch this season. Um, Let's move on to Tom Davies he's someone we covered a bit over the summer because he was heavily linked with us um, for a number of weeks before he actually signed Kaz, what do you make of Tom Davies? Do you think he's a good replacement for Lockyer? Obviously, it's it is big shoes to fill with Lockyer. I mean, he's he's loved by the fans at the club. He made a real stamp in the team. Um, but from what I've seen from him, he does look solid. Um, Coventry fans do rate him. Um, it's hard to tell, obviously, at this stage because pre-season you can't really take too seriously because of the amount of changes there are purely in the game, and it's it's not a solid start in 11 um but from what i've seen i've i've been impressed with him so far so yeah i'm happy yeah i think particularly in that uh birmingham game he held his own quite well against a, a very strong and experienced championship forward in um Djukovic. uh tom you watched that game with me were you impressed with his aerial presence i was really yeah i've been impressed with him actually um i think especially against yate when you could just hear him because you're only like 20 yards away from him like his um, like command of everyone was fantastic and his shouting was absolutely amazing. So yeah, I like a vocal centre-back. I like a Tony Craig, someone aggressive. Um, and again, like the reviews from the Coventry fans were rave and they said he was like a really good lad and everything. So, you know, cans on the train down to Wembley. So yeah, what's not to love? Yeah, he'll certainly be one to watch. Like Like you say, we've lost our captain, but I think we've gained someone who's more of a captain than Lockyer actually was without even having the armband himself, which is such a valuable thing to have. You need leaders all over the pitch, and I think uh, Davies is going to bring that in abundance. Um, so really keen to see how he does. 
um, and, and challenging the other centre-backs as well because we've got quite a few there vying for the first-team spot, uh, which we'll discuss a bit more in a minute. Um, let's move on to the full-back situation. Um, we lost... Um, who was our gas cast player of the season, James Clark, over the summer. Oh, and Tom, you are devastated, aren't I you? I am very upset about it. Yeah. yeah. He's such a lovely bloke. Yeah. Such and he, a lovely And bloke. I've heard that he is an avid listener of the podcast as well. He is. Hello, James. If you are listening, James, and not on the bus uh, for Warsaw away, uh, wherever Warsaw are playing this weekend, um, thanks for listening. And if you've not read our interview with James Clark, he was kind enough to lend us uh, some of his time to reply to some of our questions about his move to Warsaw and how he's going to get on this season reuniting with Daryl Clark and Stuart Sinclair up in uh, up in the Midlands. Is it the Midlands, Birmingham? Would you say Birmingham's Midlands? Yeah. yeah. Solid yeah. Midlands, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the gateway, I'd say, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, those three are like the Holy Trinity, yeah. aren't they? I, I don't want to offend anyone, you know, with, by saying it's Midlands when it's not, because people are very territorial over the, the different I barriers. slagged off all of Birmingham on the Birmingham commentary, so I won't worry about it. They'll, co- they'll have to come for me first. I'm sure it's fine. Um, but yeah, Partington as well was another departure, went back to Eastleigh. That's another signing that's not quite worked out. But um, Kaz, do you want to tell us a little bit about the two right-backs we've got coming in, uh, Mark Little and Josh Hare? Mark Little, I mean, I am so impressed from what I've seen from him so far. Um, He's obviously very experienced. Um, He's been promoted from League One before. He knows exactly what to do. I think going forward, he's very good as well. He sort of takes it into his own hands on the pitch um, and he drives forward. And that's what we need is someone in the team that sort of threatens the defenders the opposition defenders and that's what he does and he he knows how to put in a good cross and I saw him do that several times against Bath and I thought he was incredible um what we need to do is just make sure he keeps fit because he is so important if we're going to challenge for anything this season he is very very important Josh Hare I've not seen as much from him um he came from Eastleigh is that right that's right yep he came from Eastleigh I mean obviously they're below they're in the lower league um and it's just sort of seeing how he gets on how he fits in how he deals with playing in league one um he's sort of someone i feel that will need a bit more experience and we'll sort of need to develop him a bit better sure so do you think the josh Hare mark little situation mirrors the jacola van stapashoof and that coughlin's almost getting two in for each position one is a mentor and one's an understudy absolutely i think mark little will start if he's fit, he will start every single game. Um, and Josh Hare can sort of look up to him as a sort of role model um, and then sort of be as the backup for him. Um, a bit like Holmes, Dennis and Kelly of it last season when yeah, Holmes, sure. Dennis was fit, you know, he would play and then Kelly would step in if, if he wasn't. So I think that would be that sort of situation. And me personally, I would have Mark Little play in every single week. Yeah, he definitely brings a lot of experience to the table and uh, we will... Well, it's hard to say because he's not really kicked a, profes- a, a, a ball in a professional league game for us yet, but we can forgive him for playing in the red of Bristol previously, I think. And uh, they, they rate him. They they rate him. I've got family members that are Bristol City fans, and as soon as they heard we signed Mark Little, they said, congratulations on promotions. <laughs> they really, really rate him, which is always good to hear. Um, and I don't think there's any bitterness on their side. They, they love him. They wish him well. So, um, yeah, we'll see how he does. Yeah, well, that's one another one to look forward to. It's quite an exciting squad we're sort of building. Um, Tom, do you want to tell us a bit about Luke Leahy, which was uh, a transfer which might have surprised a few as he was released by Walsall, who had one of the worst defences in the league. But Leahy himself has one of the highest assists for a defender um, in League One in the last two seasons. So a bit of a mixed one. What do you make of him? Yeah, it is a bit of a mental one. Um, the Walsall fans were just basically slagging him off defensively, like you said, and saying, you know, he's got a whip on him, but defensively he's an absolute bomb scare but 
his whip is amazing. It's so good. The amount of assists he got for Tom Nichols, bearing in mind that he's assisting for Tom Nichols, is <laughs> unreal. Um, and even seeing him play in preseason, he has got he's good on free kicks and corners as well. He, he has got hell of a left foot on him. Um, if if we're playing wing backs, it doesn't kind of um, it doesn't detract too much from his game if he's not amazing defensively. As long as he's good going forward, kind of like Leds was. So, well, actually, Leds had the opposite problem, didn't he? He couldn't cross for shit. Um, I, I rate him. I really like him. I think he'll be a good, a really good player for us. Um, and I think he'll... It, it's an interesting one with the options we've got there with um, Tariq and Kelly now. Um, if if we want to play a bit more defensive, we've got Kelly. And then if we want to attack him, we've got Leahy and Holmes Dennis. And I, I can see Holmes Dennis being deployed on left wing as well. Maybe with Kelly behind him, maybe with Leahy behind him. Yeah, so it's good options. I really rate him. I I don't know why Wolves sort of let him go. To be honest, I think he's, I think he was playing. Well, he's played brilliantly for us in preseason. So we'll see how he goes into the season. Really, I think it's one of those where he's not the best defensively, and in a collective bad defense, he will be seen as a bad player. But with two really solid centre backs um, commanding him, telling him where to be, berating him for being out of position, um, basically you know, of a higher quality, no disrespect to Warsaw, they had the worst defence in the league and got relegated. So, of course, their defence isn't good. Um, I think with, with Tony Craig's experience and the commanding vocal centre-backs that we have in Kilgore and Davies, I think they, especially with the cover from Upson as well from midfield, I think it's not going to be so much of a problem for us uh, players getting in down uh, on Leahy's side of the pitch. Um, and what he can offer going forwards, I think, is worth more to us than... Um, if we played a defensive left back like Kelly, Kaz, do you think that's the case? In that it's it's one of those players that it's good to have that option because we know that we've got Kelly. Um, if the plan doesn't work, do you, basically what I'm saying is, do you think it's 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 more advantageous advantageous of us to take more risks in in players uh, to to get us more goals? Yeah, I agree. I think if um, he's got a solid defence behind him. We can use him a bit more as an uh, attacking winger, like you said. Um, Warsaw obviously don't rate him. His nickname was Luke Leakey. <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously don't think very much of him. But like you said, they had they, overall their team was bad. I mean, we saw it at Warsaw away on, was it Boxing Day? Boxing, we Day, Boxing yeah. Day. And they, they just l- fell apart in defence. And you can't pin that down to one player and if he's being played if he's not playing being played properly then you're not going to see him at his very best and I'm really surprised with the comments that are coming from Rovers fans about him in preseason because from what I read from Walsall I was thinking this guy's going to be awful I mean I, I thought I, I thought the worst of him before he'd even kicked a ball in a Rovers shirt so it's quite reassuring to hear that actually if he's being played with with a solid defense and under Graham Coughlin Coglin, sorry, he's actually, he's actually, a, he's, there is some player in there. Yeah, Kaz, you have some news for us, don't you, in, about the pronunciation of uh, Graham Coglin's <laughs> name. said it wrong. <laughs> and that we've all been, um, we've all been pronouncing his name wrong for the best part of a year. Um, he's actually not called Coughlin. The actual pronunciation, according to the man himself, is Graham Coglin. So from henceforth here on the podcast, we will be refor- referring to him as Coglin or Cogs, I think is a better nickname. Mm-hmm. Coggy. Um, just cause it's I also just Graham because then I can avoid, <laughs> like I say, Jordi instead of Stapashoff. 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 It's a good idea. I, I'm sticking with Stapashoff. Or GC. I like it. GC. GC, yeah. A bit similar work. to DC, but... Yeah, yeah, that's why I try to avoid GC. 
Um, so yeah, why don't we take a little break from the transfer news just so you can tell us a bit about speaking to Coughlin at the fun day and anything he said. Um, you had a chat with him for a while, didn't you? Yeah, so the first thing I said to him was, how do you pronounce your surname? Because I was just sick <laughs> of people saying different things and no one really knowing. And he did actually reply and say, you could say it how you want, however you want. And I was like, no, really, how do you say it? Because it's really bothering me. And then he said, it is Coughlin. Um, so I've always said Coughlin, so I need to get used to actually saying it properly. Um, the only other thing I asked him about was Alex Jakubiak. I said, you know, what happened there? Because it's a bit vague. No one really knew what was going on. And then suddenly Gillingham had signed him. Um, and he said, I wanted to sign him. He rates him. He sees a player there, which is obviously what Watford see. But he said that Watford just want too much money. Okay. Um, which is an interesting one because that's similar to the bottom situation um, where we just released two keepers off the books and then we wouldn't pay Bonham what he wanted to keep him. Um, so it's similar with Jakubiak. I mean, I, d- I don't know Gillingham's situation, but I'm surprised that they've been able to pay Bonham and Jakubiak what Brentford and Watford want. Yeah, I mean, it may potentially be one of those where we can afford him, but we don't want to spend that much on him. But Gillingham are willing to spend a larger percentage of their wage budget on that player because they need that quality in whereas we think maybe we can get better value for money and I think that's been the case with Widrington this season with his scouting he's definitely seemed to to get a lot of players who are overlooked or or not known of um, in the transfer market and make better use of our budget which I think is more restricted um, because we've got quite a bloated overpaid squad in some areas Um, so that brings me to the strikers Mets two lonely strikers why don't you take me through Tyler Smith on loan from Sheffield United. Not quite Leon Clark as a few people were expecting, um, but a good, uh, capable striker by the looks of what we've seen. What did you make of him in pre-season? I'm quite excited by him, actually, because he isn't big. Um, he's really quick, but he's also really strong and he's got already like quite a good um, relationship building up with Rodman. I think he's going to be a really good striker at this level. He, can, he does remind me a bit of Jakubiak, the way that he holds up the ball and that. But I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to be a really, really good striker for us. Can I can I put my neck on the line? Go on. He reminds me of Matty Taylor in his hold-up play. The way he comes deep, holds the ball and then links off with the wingers and then turns and gets in the box. Just We haven't had that movement since Taylor's gone. I mean, Luke James didn't have that. Nichols certainly doesn't have yeah, that. I agree. He, he not only does he hold up the play in midfield, he then gets into dangerous positions in the box, and he links up with players so well. And it it's made me almost realise that I've been saying it for the best part of two seasons now. Nichols is a good footballer, and that's the main reason that we've said he should stay in the squad. But par for the course in League One, there are so many better strikers out there who can do exactly what he d- does. And you can say, yeah, Nichols has got great touch. Yeah, Nichols is a good footballer. But for me, I, from what I've seen in Smith in pre-season, he can do everything that Nichols has been doing, but potentially better with a goal-scoring threat. And score goals, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kaz, what do you make of what you've seen of Smith? Um, I I really rate him. I think he's quick, he's nippy, and he's a nuisance. And I think that's what we want. Whereas Nichols... And Riley are a bit lightweight. Mm. They'll get bullied off the ball and they're just not strong enough. And But with Tyler, he's very, he's boisterous and I like that. And that's what we we sort of needed in someone like Jakubiak. JCH is very much like that as well. Um, and I think he will be very beneficial, especially with JCH being out for God knows how long. Um, I think we need someone like that. And he's got a bit of character. And like you said, he does know where the net is as well, which is obviously 
crucial for us Massive, <laughs> with yeah. Tom Nichols and Gavin Riley up front with JCH out. Um, and he scored on his debut as well, which is always, always great. Always good, yeah. Always nice. I did have a look on the um, Sheffield United forum about him as well, and they all rated him. They said he's not quite ready for the championship, but he'll score goals in League One. Sheffield yeah. United. I mean, he was... Premiership now, yeah, of course they are, yeah, of course. He was, um, he was never really going to get into that Doncaster side ahead of uh, John Marquis, um, who was scoring a hatful of goals. And of course they had Herbie Kane and um, a few other attacking players, Malik, Malik Wilkes. Um, so he was he struggled to get into that side, but that doesn't make him a bad player. And I think that's potentially the reason he's been overlooked by a few other clubs. Because if you look at his goals record, you see on loan at Doncaster, two goals in 12 appearances. That's rubbish, no thanks. But if you actually look at his, his performance, how he did, and his goals that, that he scored on loan at Barrow, you think actually maybe he could be a good player. And from what I've seen, he is he is a tidy player. And to have him on loan could be quite useful until we get over the bulk of our problems with the wage budget and a few of the players being on a bit too much money, which, we've, which we'll speak about a bit more in a minute. Um, the other striker, Victor Adebayejo, on loan from Barnsley. He's a striker, again, similar to Smith, um, just couldn't get in their team in League One because they had Kiefer Moore uh, up front who scored 19 goals and um, another striker who I can't remember who also got 19 goals. So Adebayejo struggled to get in the side there, but again, doesn't mean he's a bad striker. Um, Kaz, did you watch the Plymouth game or did you see any of the Plymouth game? I didn't. I was following it um, on the Twitter updates from Rovers. Um and I was delighted to see that he came on about 74 minutes or something and then he'd scored almost straight away. So obviously that's always a great sign when you've just signed somebody. Um, I understand it was a tap-in. I yeah, actually haven't I, seen it. I but watched it. There was a kiddie who did like a vlog, like a Plymouth kiddie, and I watched it. It was, yeah. Yeah, because Rovers was... haven't put any videos up, have they? No, they no. I don't think they filmed any of them. Because um, I would like to see it. Um, but, you know, a tap-in is a tap-in still, but you've got to be there to score the goals. So, um I'm pleased with the fact that he's off the mark already. Um, he's someone that I guess Graham sort of looked because he's missed out on Jakubiak that he sort of wants someone similar. Um, so I'm hoping he's similar, hoping he is again, like a bit, like I said, with Tyler Smith, a bit of a nuisance and a bit boisterous and just will be there at the right time. Um, I wonder if we fully rest JCH on Saturday, if he will come on as a sub at some point. It would be quite good to see him, but yeah, we'll see that we will um so that sort of wraps up our summer signings um we're hoping for maybe a couple more um which which sort of brings me on to sort of the gaps we have in the squad still um and it's difficult for us to bring players and i think we're quite constricted with our wage budget um Mets, what do you think we still need wingers we all know we need wingers we've got rodman that's the only winger we've got, we've got kyle bennett he's not a winger he's not a winger at all he's an attacking midfielder I wouldn't even put him at number 10. I think he's he's like a... His best position, I'd say, is left of a front three. Shadow striker. Almost, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're desperate for wingers with um, like the injuries we've got to... Um, what's his face? The guy we signed from Eastleigh. Sam Matthews. Sam yeah. Matthews, Sam Matthews yeah. has been injured over he's the out. summer. He's going to be out for a while. Mensa's gone on Mensa's loan gone to Mensa's gone on loan, so... Yeah, it's just Rodman and especially left wing. Unless Tariq comes back and he's playing there, we've got nothing there at all. Yeah, not ideal. Um, Kaz, do you think we need another centre-back? There's been a lot of talk about Liam Scales from uh, UCD in Ireland. Um, so it definitely seems like Coughlin is looking to strengthen that position. But with three, maybe four quality centre-backs, 
already in the squad. Do you think we need another one or do you think we'll just loan out Menese? Do you know what? I, I really don't think we do. I think Kilgore, his performance at Plymouth away was solid. I was really, really impressed. Some of the things he did, you know, it was a bit 50-50, could have gone wrong, <laughs> could have been a red card. Like, so some, he needs to learn in that aspect, you know, not to just fly into challenges. And luckily that day it did pay off and he had a really, really good reception from fans. Fans are really starting to warm to him. Um, so I think he could be a very good option. He's just obviously still learning and he needs to, you know, step, like, you know learn from Tony Craig and Tom Davies a bit. Um, but it's always nice to have backups. You know, if we could, we could have as many backups as we could. Like if we had the money, I'd be all for it because you never know what's going to happen in, in the season and, and, you know, who's going to, you know, going to be injured and who has to like fill in for somebody else. Um, so, you know, I'd be all for scales. I think everyone's sort of getting their hopes up about that one. There's been a lot of speculation to whether that's actually happening or not. And if it did, I wouldn't complain. I'd be happy with that. And I'd be confident that we will have a solid defence throughout the season if we did. Do you, do you ju- are you just concerned that maybe that wage could be spe- spent better elsewhere, maybe on wing or perhaps at an attacking mid position? Yeah, see, that would be the only thing. Obviously, it's very important to have a solid defence throughout the season because that will gain you points and vital points as well. Um, but yeah, I agree, we need wingers. So if it means sacrificing a fifth option centre-back then by all means, yeah. let's get a creative winger in. Definitely. Um, Mets, central midfield, we definitely have a lot of battlers or cloggers there, some people like to call them. Um, do you think we need an attacking mid-option? Um, I would say no. We've got Bennett and Circum, although Circum hasn't been anywhere near good enough in pre-season. He's really looked off the pace. Um, Bennett's looked good, and I'd have him as our kind of like attacking mid-option, potentially even drop in... Nichols in there because we've now got six strikers. So I'd say I'm quite happy with the cloggers. I really like them. I like all of them. Like I think Upson, like we were saying earlier, is really underrated. A go-go's mint. I really w- like watching him play. And actually, Ollie Clark can burst from midfield as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm not worried at all about our central midfield options. And if we are playing narrow midfield to get the fullbacks up, then we don't need that many options. I think we're we're pretty sorted there. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, I just want to ask quickly before we wrap up on pre-season, who have been your standout performers? Who have you been impressed by and who has taken you by surprise? Um, I'll start with you, Mets, as you were going on about um, ups and being underrated. Um, I think my outstanding players have been Leahy, Rodman. Um, I thought they were really good. Um, And actually, Hare surprised me a bit. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be half as good as he was and his crossing's really good. Um, yeah. You can obviously see where the, the balls into JCH are going to come from each wing. Um, and Kilgore, I think, held his own as well. I was pleasantly surprised with him. Those would be my my players. Yeah, fair enough. Kaz, any that have stood out to you? Stood out to me, Mark Little, as I've harped on about enough already. I think he might be uh, your favourite. <laughs> I think he might I think be, he might be a shoe-in for player of the season. I had a photo with out. him as well on Sunday. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mark Little, Tyler Smith as well, I've been very impressed with. Um, and Alex Rodman, I've always rated Rodman anyway. I was so happy when we signed him from Shrewsbury, mainly because it means he can't score against us anymore. Yes. Um, so yeah those three and then two um, the one that I'm surprised with is Carl Bennett um, because 
for me, I thought he was going downhill, but it seems like he's starting to ramp back up again now and people are starting to like him and want him to stay. So hopefully that stays. We will see, hopefully. Um, that sort of... sort of the, the kind of formation we've played in pre-season has been mostly 4-3-3. With with uh, well, I wouldn't say wing backs because it's not five at the back, but they are very attacking full backs in Liston and Leahy, Hare, um, less so Michael Kelly. Do you guys expect us to continue with this four three three, or do you think we'll deploy three at the back with wing backs? Are we going to see a change in style? What do you what are you what have you taken from preseason overall, Mets? I thought with the signings we've made, actually, I thought we were going to go five at the back with wing backs especially when Lee and Little came in, I was like, right, that's 100% wingbacks because they're both attacking. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, we've played 4-3-3 quite a lot with those two attacking. So I'm fully expecting 4-3-3. Yeah. Cows, do you think we'll play that 4-3-3 with, instead of wingers in that front three, two narrower forwards, such as like Smith on one side, Adebi Age on, one, on the other, but also maybe Rodman and Bennett, who are quite narrow wingers anyway, with the width coming from the fullbacks? Or do you think we'll just switch it up completely? It's difficult because obviously JCH is out and we've had to work around that. Yeah. I mean, he would normally be the target man up front with maybe Nichols behind him assisting. Um, and then, you, yeah, overlapping wingers sort of crossing it into him. Um, so I think it would dramatically change when JCH is back, which I don't know. I mean, as Graham said, potentially for Blackpool, I hope not because we don't want him to come straight back with no preseason games under his belt or anything like that um so i think yeah for now i think he's going to keep it four through three and then when jch comes back he might sort of go five at the back and then maybe three and then jch up front on his own with smith next to him or had a next yeah to him, maybe. i'm just trying to think it's so like difficult nichols, like nichols and jch had a pretty decent yeah. that's relationship. what i'm thinking maybe yeah. jch up top with nichols behind him um, yeah, and then he so. can sort of run round and assist him rather than shoot. Nichols don't shoot. <laughs> just <laughs> just assist JCH as best as you can. I think, yeah, that'll be when JCH is back. That'll be the ultimate fun formation. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really see it as we're adapting around not having our main man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's, it's going to be an interesting opening few games. We've got some good fixtures. Um, that sort of brings us on to our preview for the first game of the season, which is Blackpool away. Uh, Mets, what was your initial thoughts when you saw the fixture list and saw Blackpool away as the opener? Were you buzzing to get out and get up north in the sunshine and uh, have a good night out yeah, in Blackpool? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Blackpool away, sunshine, rather than a wet Tuesday night. Fantastic. Plus, good news that they got the Oysters out, so should be a bit of a party atmosphere. Their first home game without those uh, people. So... I'm really buzzing for it. I think it'll be really well attended um, by the sounds of it. So, yeah, I am i can't wait. Kaz, are you heading up? Absolutely. Good <laughs> stuff. That's what we like to hear. I think all three of us are heading up for that one. So um, hopefully we'll bring back the three points. I'm sort of going to briefly go over Blackpool's situation with, with managers and players. Um, Terry McPhillips took over from Gary Bowyer last August um, and led them to a 10th place finish on 62 points, which is pretty solid. But he stepped down over the summer uh, saying he didn't, he had no desire to be a manager long term, um, which is fair enough. Maybe the job just wasn't for him. But Simon Grayson's come in. He's a former Blackpool player, former Blackpool manager. Um, not, I wouldn't say, I'm not sure if he's a legend. I can't really speak for Blackpool fans, but has had sec- success with them before. Uh, nearly had, had sex with them before. <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah. Um, before we 
really dive into how we're going to fare against Blackpool. Let's discuss the events of this week where Mark Bowler moved to Middlesbrough from Blackpool for a rumoured 1.2 million. Kaz, was he sort of one that got away? Should we have signed him last summer? I mean, obviously we should have if he's moved for over a million, but um, do you think our thinking was right risking and going for Holmes Dennis instead? I mean, it's it's a bit unbelievable when you look at that and it's a similar situation to Ollie McBurney as well, isn't it? Um, I just, obviously, Daryl Clark just wasn't seeing it in bowler. Um, I thought we should have went for him, obviously, when um, at the end of the season, but... You never know. You never know with players and you never know how much they're going to progress. And I always say it's it's pointless looking at, well, not totally pointless, but don't look too much into records. JCH is an example of that. Players play differently under different management and with different players. And Bowler's gone on and he's he's blossomed further from Rovers and he's done very, very well. Um, I just think we shouldn't dwell on it because to be fair to THD, he's been fantastic for us when he's been fit obviously with the injury is not so great for him but um I wouldn't say it's a regret you know not going for Bola and getting THD it just is what it what it is and I'm happy to have THD if we could keep him fit this season he'll be a fantastic asset for us yeah I think hindsight's a wonderful thing and I don't think any of us could have really predicted that Bola would go on to move for a million a, exactly. a year later um Blackpool have made some good signings I'm just going to go over a few of them um Ben Tollett from Tranmere Rovers on a free transfer. Sully Kakai, Adi Yusuf from Solihull Moors, former Wimbledon striker. Jamie Devitt from Carlisle, probably the standout for me. Ryan Edwards, who we were linked linked with from Plymouth, uh, but we went with Tom Davies instead. Ryan Hardy, a centre forward from Rangers, big target man. And James Husband, a left back on loan from Norwich to replace Mark Bowler outgoing. Um, we won 3 0 there last season and beat them 4 0 at home, so we did pretty much get six points in very convincing fashion against them however they've had a bit of an overhaul so it's not going to be the same sort of match as it Mets no absolutely not when they came to the Mem they were an absolute shambles like one of the worst teams last season um, and even away big tone with the volley boom never Lo- forget yeah I'd love to what see that effort, again yeah. um, no it'll be a tough game uh, yeah like like I said earlier like the party spirit's there they'll actually have some fans in the ground which would be Lift the players and all that. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. We always we always seem to be away first game of the season. We always tend to lose, so I'm fully expecting that. Well, that's that's encouraging. <laughs> Pretty blunt, <Positive>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let, let's 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 before we go on to score predictions on how we think we're going to do, let's uh, talk through our lineups because I think all three of us have got very varying uh, opinions on who we should go with for our starting 11s uh, at Blackpool. Um, Kaz, you want to start us off with yours? Because uh, I think you were going to go for a change in formation, weren't you? Um, to what us two were going to go with. So why don't, you, why don't you just read off yours and what who you would start with uh, for the first game of the season? Okay, so in goal, I've got Stapashuf. Stapashuf. Yep. <laughs> um, purely from what I said earlier, um, I, I've seen some confidence in him that is slowly growing. And I'm hoping that um, this first game against Blackpool will be really important for him to carry on with that confidence growing. Um, and then, so in defence, um, obviously THD isn't fit. So I would go left back. I would go Kelly. Um, only because I'm still a bit worried about the comments from Warsaw okay, <laughs> with yeah. the Luke Leakey. Um, so I would go Kelly um, and then have Leakey as a backup. Um, and then I would add Craig and Davies as centre-back and then Little, of course, on the right. 
Um, and then in midfield, I would go four. So I'd have, I know you guys are disagree with this, but I would have Circum. I'm a bit rose-tinted for Circum. <laughs> On the left. So uh, is Circum going to go out wide or in the centre? Go out wide. Okay, yeah. I know that's not his best position. Um, but I'm hoping that he is going to start having to prove himself a bit now. Um, Ollie Clark and a go-go in the middle. And then Rodman. I really rate Rodman on the wing. Um, so Rodman sort of attacking on the wing. And then um, I would have Nichols just in front of them. And then in front of Nichols, I would have Smith. Okay. I yeah. think they will both be nippy and quick and a bit of a nuisance. They're, they're both good footballers. I think I could see them linking up well, yeah. yeah. I can see where you've gone with that. And Rodman, I think the preseason he's had, it'd be, it'd be silly for us for, for any of us not to have, a, have him in his, our starting 11. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Matt, yeah, Matt, do you want to reel us off with yours then? Uh, what have I got? I think I've got Chicola in goal instead of um, Jordi. Uh, same back four. Uh, midfield, I've gone... So you'd start Kelly ahead of Leahy? Oh, sorry. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, Leahy. Sorry. I was listening. Um, and then I've gone three with Clark, Agogo and Upson in the middle. And then Bennett left forward, Smith in the middle and then Rodman on the right. It's pretty much how we lined up against Birmingham, I think, at the original, uh, kind of from the kickoff. So... I think we that first half against Birmingham, I think, was pretty much our starting eleven for the um, for Blackpool, uh, and I thought we played really well. That especially the pressing game is not something we often, well, we never really do press teams, um, and we really put the kind of wind up um, at Birmingham. So I think we can definitely do that to a bunch of League One players. I, I'm quite excited about that. See, that's in- yeah, that's interesting to hear because I, I missed that game because I was on a flight <laughs> um so I missed that but obviously I was following it after um and just having a look and I thought it was a really strong result against the strong Birmingham side so it, it's good to know that that was the lineup for that and um I think that that's a positive that we can take from that game and um yeah hopefully a lot of them will be battling I didn't think about Upson <laughs> I forgot about Upson it's yeah. difficult with those I mean, three in, a, in the middle in, isn't in it four, yeah. four, two. I mean you've got to be choosing between Upson or a go-go I don't think you can have both really if you it's want to play Ollie Clark tough. that's quite and that's good yeah. it's good that you've yeah. got two strong contenders it's a headache you won yeah. also with the Birmingham game the goal we scored was Smith Harry and their defenders jumping on a loose ball a little bit of interplay with Rodman and then slotting it in for for, Bennett, for Kyle, yeah. so yeah, it's exactly what you want to see. Battlers, yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think my eleven will be exactly the same as yours, Mets. It's going to be Jacola in goal, Leahy left back, Little right back, Davies and Craig at centre back, a midfield three of Upson with Agogo and Clark ahead of him, um, and then a front three of Bennett on the left, Robin on the right, and Smith in the middle because that's the best of what we saw in preseason. Um, so yeah, I think that that's what we got to go with because we got to go with. Without JCH, we got to go with what worked in preseason, and that definitely worked yeah. against a good side. Um, it's interesting that we talk about Bennett because he's going to be our player spotlight for today, um, for this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Kyle Bennett, if he has a future at the club, if we're going to try and ship him out. Kaz, what are your thoughts on on Kyle? Because you were you were impressed with him, and you 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 seem to think that fans are, are coming round to the idea that he might actually stay at the club and 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 provide um, provide us with an attacking threat. Yeah, it's interesting because I spoke to him on Sunday at the open day and um, I said to him, I said, oh, like, please stay with us, don't go to Swindon. And he said, tell that to Graham, which is an interesting, you know, an interesting thing to hear because from what we've seen in the papers and online is that Bennett is the one that wants to leave and it's not Graham pushing him out. So that's really interesting. So maybe the reason he's started to perform is because he's trying to prove himself to Graham. 
Um, and then, um, yeah, and then so maybe that's why he stepped up because he really did dip in form and fans are starting to get on his back a lot. Um, and obviously now, if he is starting to prove himself and he can, he can continue this form, then yes, he will have a right in a, a right place in the starting eleven. I definitely thought he was going to be off um, at the end of last season and then it did definitely seem like he was going to be bombed out and then Graham just was like, no, he's definitely staying. Like when Swindon, he was doing bits for Swindon and it looked like they were going to come in and put a bid in for him. Yeah, and well, they, their like, fans really rate him. Yeah, they don't understand. and their manager rates him as well. Yeah, because yeah, I thought he was meant to be putting a bid in like a couple of weeks ago and that hasn't materialised. I don't know if it's, yeah, whatever stumbling blocks there are, but it's a weird one because I... I think he's going to do pretty much what he did when he signed for us at the start when he plays amazing for like five, six games and we're like, right, we got a world beer and then it'll just completely fall off. That is the worry, isn't it? It does look like he is trying to prove himself, but however long he does that for is another story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, I think he does clock up, clog up a lot of our wage budget, so we might be keen to move him on to, so we can strengthen in other areas, but I think this close to the start of the season is now a risk. Um, if you get rid of him, does that remove the balance on the left-hand side that we've seen in pre-season? And are you going to get better than Carl Bennett in between well, exactly. now and the end of the transfer window, realistically? It's, it's a risk because it, sometimes it's better the devil you know than the one you don't. Um, sometimes you can get rid of a player like Brown and then think, who do we bring in? And I think we took until well, we didn't actually sign Lab. We signed home to Dennis, but he was injured when we signed him. So we've just played Kelly up until... Christmas when we brought Joe Martin in. So sometimes it is better the devil you know. signing that is. <laughs> Joe was, Martin, it? almost as bad as Bob Harris. Oh, uh, Bob Harris. Um, yeah, I the... actually rated Harris. Oh, really? You know, yeah, he was okay. That one own goal that he scored. The own goal he could <laughs> do it was an absolute nothing about. Belter as well. He could have done something no, except for slice it into the roof cross. of the net. I'm going to defend Bob Harris. The day it's a hell of a finish, I have to say. Up there with Big Tone's finish against Plymouth <laughs> away. Like right up there for own goals. Um last sort of thing to talk about on this the first episode of the new season of Gascast is the kit um, we launched the kit over the weekend um, on Saturday it was released and I think a few people well not a few people more than a few people as it sold out were, were very enamoured with it um, Kaz what did you make of the kit Did you, are you a fan? I think it's beautiful <laughs> I love it I love the all blue back yep. I love that it's solid quarters I really like the colour and the two-tone stripes as well. I think it just looks really, really nice. I'm not sure what's going on with the away kit. Yeah. Are they I mean, playing naked away from home? What is going on? Are they going to announce it before Blackpool? Yeah, shirts or? versus uh, skins, isn't it? Yeah. I think it may be one of those... I think it might be one of those delayed marketing strategies where you they're two different products. Whereas if you release it at once, people are like, hmm, which one do I go for? If you announce the home one first, everyone buys the home one. Oh, then a couple of weeks later, we say this is the away you might get a few more sales because people will think... After payday. Yes. Yes. Maybe after payday as well. People will think, okay, I hope that's it. <laughs> I've got the home, but I wasn't expecting the away to be that nice, but I've already bought the home, but I really want that away kit. It might be a different marketing strategy from Gorin's. That's just pure speculation from me. I've not heard anything. Um, I've no idea. It might be a, a cock up with Macron. I wouldn't be surprised. They always seem to <laughs> cock up our order every year. Um, I really don't know. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the away kit. Um, hopefully it's not yellow this year. Hopefully it's something different. Oh, I love that chant. Yellows, yellows. Yeah, yellows, yellows is a good chant, yellows. but it's been, it's been four years of yellow now. So <laughs> let, let's have something a bit different. Um, Matt, so are you a fan of the kit then? I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, for the first time in, I think since, well, about four years now, I'm going to buy a home shirt. 
because it's just so nice like you were saying i think the term for it is like shadow stripes mm. where it's like oh it's just lush and there's a picture of jch sat up in one of the stands just looking like an absolute boss in it yeah. i'm just like right yeah i want it badly so um i'll probably get it online when the new website comes out next week or whenever it is um i'm very keen for the away but i've I've got a feeling I've heard that it's just going to be quite plain and quite similar to last season. So okay, maybe save your pennies. Yellow or mm. uh, I've heard not. Ooh, Ooh. Mets is in the know. <laughs> I'm not in the know. <laughs> I'm um, just reading the forum. <laughs> cool. uh, before we sign off, let's get a round of our predictions for the opening day. Then how we think we're going to do. We're all making the journey up so i'm hoping there's gonna be a bit of optimism around the table here today and it's not just going to be three losses um Kaz, let's start with you how do you think we're going to do against blackpool always start off positive otherwise there's no point <laughs> so i'm going to go 2-1 rovers um sorry geordie don't think he's quite gonna get a clean sheet but i would take see. it if it's a win a win's a win so yeah. um who's gonna get the goals oh uh tyler smith yep and alex rodman Ah, oh, good. That's yeah, a solid uh, choice there. Sounds realistic as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1 0 loss uh, just because I'm oh, ever the. Negative. I, yeah, I just, I, I'm not feeling it. I just feel like all the optimism we've built up for a pre season is just going to be <laughs> dashed on the first day. I think. It um, usually is, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a feeling we're going to lose. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring some balance and I'm going to say it's going to be a 1 1 draw just to uh, round off. Who's your goal very, scorer? My goal scorer is Rodman, I think. Header. He's going to get header from a corner or across. Um, he just seems dangerous and he seems up for it and I think he's going to have a really good season um, so yeah I'm going to go 1-1 one, one, and to be honest I would take a point uh, always take, take a point, a point. it's going to yeah, be nil-nil isn't it yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a dull nil-nil I will take a dull nil-nil no shots on target definitely yeah. worst ways to start off um, now Gasheads before we sign off I just want to draw your attention to our Patreon account that we've set up this week um, when we started Gascast back in 2016 we've recorded episodes in our bedrooms over Skype um, through our laptop microphones and uh, merged the sound files together in a horrific mess of what used to be Gascast. And since then, we'd like to think that we've come a very long way, and we're proud of that. Um, but as we ramp up the quality and the quantity of our content, uh, the ongoing costs has a personal impact on us. So this is where we need your help, really, um, so that we can continue to grow and provide you with both new and existing content that is good and not of a poor quality. So um, first and foremost, this money will go into enabling us to improve our equipment, improve our episode quality and towards uh, the promotion of our episodes so that we can raise the profile of the podcast. We're not going to be jetting off to Barbados with your money or buying hot tubs like uh, like uh, our good friend Rovers Ram. Uh, supposedly I, I'd does. already earmarked that money, so there's no promise. I'm not making any promises. I can fit an, I can fit a hot, tub, hot tub in my flat, definitely. Uh, yeah, if you are interested in uh, helping us for the price of a pint a month, um, you can donate at patreon.com forward slash gascast, all one word. Um, you'll also be added to a private group where you can suggest improvements, new ideas, and hey, we may even get you on the show because we now have the guest slot. So uh, yeah, if you'd like to get involved, please do. We very, we'd be very, very appreciative um, of your support if you enjoy listening to the podcast on a regular basis. Um, so thanks very much, and we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks, and up the gas. Up, up the gas. gas.